The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. Hello there, and you're very welcome along to episode 39 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. There have been a couple of new additions to the Monday Club across the country this weekend with some big winners over the weekend, some big losers too. Austin Stacks have been relegated to intermediate in Kerry, so Legion got to get the job done this year, James. The pressure is on. Like, do you know, we were talking about today in work. If next year, right, there's going to be eight Division One County League teams in the intermediate championship. Mad! It's absolutely it mental. So the the intermediate championship is going to be so hard to get out of. It is. So we're in the, we're in the semi finalists here, but like it's hard, so hard to get there, even you know. Yeah. So so the two, do the two finalists go through, Jimmy? You have to win it to come up. At the moment, you have to win it, but obviously there's murmurings that they'll change the rules because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two finalists get in. Excellent. They weren't going changing the rules for us, like. Paddy, we see big teams go down all the time. Navin Amahani's have gone down in Meads. St. Vincent's yeah. and Dublin have gone down. But they're in like 16, 18 team championships. In the Kerry Championship, it's eight senior clubs. Yeah. Is it a good thing or a bad thing, James? I don't know. People are saying both. I don't know. It is, it is very competitive. But like if you... Very complicated. And all suspension and an injury to mm. two of your good players, like you're gone. You're relegated. It's not like you don't win it. You just go down. Yeah. Crokes yeah. have been the relegation. Crokes sent us down last year in the relegation game. Strainer Road or Rallies, who won the club championship, have been in a relegation game the last couple of years. Stacks have now been in one. Like, it's very cutthroat, but I suppose it, it does increase the quality, but it's very, it's very rootless. Is the word for it. it is incredible stuff. Paddy Andrews, uh, when we last left you, you were en route to Manchester to watch Once Man United. A long time France. ago. A long time ago. And for anyone who follows Paddy on Instagram, anyone who doesn't follow Paddy, go follow Paddy on Instagram because God, the wolf, essential viewing, the wolf comes out on his Instagram stories, and with prawn sandwiches in hands, yeah. a lager in the other, you were fuming yeah. when Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't brought on, and there was one question in my mind: What Man. would Jim Gavin do in that situation? Actually, <laughs> I, I, I Cristiano Ronaldo. Had I actually wasn't on. thinking that. Funnily enough. Uh, it's indefensible, isn't it? See, the lads on TV were having a howler over the weekend. To see Who's side do you want? It was magic. Roy it's like, it's like, a, be on Ronnie's. like a Mick McCarthy and a Roy Keane. I'm a Ronnie fan, obviously. But you, it's, you can't refuse to come on. Like, you can't. You, like, that is, if you're a player in that dressing room, um, it's he's a human being. You can do. I'm not coming on and then marching off. See, no one knew. We all seen it in the stadium at the time. And we were raging. because, like, probably the last time you're going to see him in person. But everyone just assumed he was going down early because the game was kind of over. It was like 88 minutes or something. But then the next day it comes out, he's actually refused to go on. That's, Jimmy, you know this, Tommy. At any level, you can't do that. And the boys over the weekend, Rio Ferdinand and Keno, absolute shafts. Keno, imagine that was someone else. And Keno coming out with, imagine it was Pogba. Keen will be swinging from the rooftops. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's there. He's Keen is having a go with Ten Hag. I mean, shambles. Roy Keane is talking about himself there but he would go he is he's like when I was booed out of United everyone was against me and he's uh, rose tinted glasses there I'm a big Keane fan as well but But like how often would it happen I wonder that they refuse to go on like Keane made out that it happens kind of all the time he goes a lot worse happens 
Do you know, he was kind of he was kind of making light of it. That's kind of the un, one of the unwritten ones, though, Jimmy, isn't it? Like you nearly lads could have a row punching the head off each other. That that doesn't seem as bad as the manager says you're going on and turn around and saying piss off. Like, you can't do that. Jesus, <laughs> you can't. Even if you're Ronnie, I like like I said, I'm one of his biggest fans, but you can't defend that. Like, I don't know what the story is now, but what you do. Why's he trying to manage him? Though? He is like he's like a ten-year-old. He's uh, I'm taking the ball and I'm going home. Yeah. Like I'm not Why having any. Trying to manage him. <laughs> what would Jim Gavin do? I died. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. Tired to see him coming back, isn't it? Ah, I reckon he'll be back. He'll get the he'll get Europa League. He'll be back up front again. Nothing said. Head Bowley will bring him over to Chelsea. I'd say in January. That's what I reckon will happen. But anyways, oh, Gray Potter won't go near Ronaldo. He, Potter what? won't have a say. Potter, Potter doesn't have a say in Chelsea. Potter won't have he's a nice turtle. See him. Huh? He's bought into the Todd Bowley marketing campaign. Who? Potter used to always wear a tracksuit when he was managing Brighton. Yeah. Went over to Chelsea, he's wearing a turtleneck now. He got <laughs> a turtleneck, a blazer, and a, and a fade. Oh, he's phenomenal. Only right. Off. Only oh, right. Man. He's got a glow up. Um, last week, idea. last week we had a you know shout out to our football pod listeners. Every week they deliver with good questions. Uh, good talk. The cheese one. The cheese good question was questionable. Okay, I like the cheese one. You boys didn't. You let yourself down with your baby bell and what was the other one? Some string. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyways, Shane Power has been in touch, right? Now, Shane, I hope I don't get you in trouble with your college, but I think it's a very good question. Okay, it's two pronged. Okay, so bear with me. Hmm. Hi, Tommy. Hope you're well. Just have a quick question for Paddy Andrews after listening to this week's pod. Hmm. I have my Kevin McMiniman as a lecturer down here in WIT for sports psychology. And I'm just wondering if you ever give Paddy or any of the Dublin lads any tips or help with mindset and preparation before games. Love the pod and keep up the great crack, the tree you have in it. So Paddy, I'll let you answer that first before I get to the second part of Shane's question. Did Kevin himself? Yeah, did Kevin ever have that in the alpha? Probably he's only been studying the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, Kevin was always into it, really, even from, from starting out. I think he's spoken himself about this. So he was a big advocate for his own game. And as he was playing, um, he was only starting to kind of delve into the, like, it's quite, there's a lot in it. It's it's not just kind of on the surface. That there's a lot of studying and exams and, and kind of learning that goes into it. But Kev was always, even when he was starting out playing, he was he was big into that side of things. And then towards the end um, of Kevin's time, my own time, you would have had, would have had a couple of things, yeah, that, that we would have spoke to him about. We would have spoke to the group as well. We did have other people come in um kind of more experienced um, and people and speak to us. So like I said, we would have been big um, advocates of sports psychology. I think, look, I think every team is at this stage and Kevin, having been in that arena himself, understood the the value of it um, and just started studying it as he was playing. So so he he's spoken about himself. He would have got massive value and benefits out of it throughout his own career. And he would have had little nuggets with us as a group, and I'm sure conversations I would have had with Kev or other players individually around that side of things. We would have been big into it, um, and it, it's great for Kev that, like, like, say, he's lecturing there, and he has the kind of academic background behind it now. But he's also been there himself. Yeah, he, you know, he's been in low on confidence, high on confidence, teams performing, not performing. He's been there himself, going through it, and he's been involved some, in some great stuff like the Irish boxing team as well. So, yeah. um. Great lecture to have, I'd say. But um, yeah, yeah, he was a uh, he was always big into it, which was which was great for him. You know, when I think about the the psychology of it, hmm. like you'd value someone like Kevin McMenamin's opinion or or insight because he's been through it at the yeah, highest level 100%. so much more than than a lot of other fellas because he knows exactly 
the struggles or what's going through his head. Like, no matter what anyone says, even if you're the best sub in the world, everyone wants to be on the starting 15. You know? <laughs> he spoke <laughs> about this, Jimmy, himself. He's definitely done interviews around it himself, um, particularly now, now that he's finished, he's probably a little bit more open about it. But he would have definitely would have been using some of these tex- techniques because you're right, like Kev, he's an iconic WGA player and one of the most famous probably subs in Gaelic football what he's done yeah. but he was a brilliant player and you're right you do want to play and, and Kev would have said this himself like that yeah it's great having this this particular role in the team but everyone wants wants to start um, so he would have used some of these techniques and, and the stuff he would have been picking up through, through his studies himself so definitely like we, we spoke with this so many times Jimmy you're talking about ex-players going in as, as coaches as head coaches you have a little bit more credibility when you go into the dressing room, that you've been you've been sitting where the players are yourself only a few years before. You know the highs, you know the lows. You you've in depth knowledge of what players think. And so, Kev, when he goes into any sporting arena, he's like, "I've played elite sport. I've had highs and lows, success, failures, and he can use that along with his studies." Um, and like I say, he's, he's obviously doing really well with it. To be a lecturer, the exams and the work you have to do away from the pitch to get to that level of insight is look, it's testament to Kev, but definitely his own experience would be a massive plus for him. Yeah. Someone, someone get Kevin McMinniman's number over to Cristiano Ronaldo right now because he could definitely <laughs> do it a bit. Kevin, give him short shrift. Kevin, give Ronnie short shrift, I'd say. Second part of Shane's question. And this oh, sorry. is the one yeah. that caught my eye. Could you also ask Paddy hmm. if he was the one who went and got shredded for his wedding last year Kevin told my class a story about one of the Dublin lads aiming to look shredded for her own wedding and it rang a bell as I know Paddy only got married recently from the pod. <laughs> Does everyone not try and the bike row ski? You were on the bike row ski <laughs> five times. Oh, I'm still doing that. that. Come on, give us your that. routine, Paddy. Your pre-wedding routine. No, I don't think that's... Is it? No. You surely have a, a selfie in the mirror. No. I, I was... I stood up onto that Instagram story. No chance. No matter once you finish playing, lads, you can do all the training you want. You're never ever training as hard or as disciplined with your diet as when you're playing intercounty football. Mm-hmm. I would have done a lot, I would have done a good bit of training now, but not specifically around the wedding. I'd be wary, like and like Jimmy, you're still playing club, you see. So when you stop playing intercounty football, you're so used to what 12 or 13 years I was doing it. You get into a routine of just being fit, healthy, you've so much energy. You can't just turn into a slug when you finish. Like you can't go and drink a pints the whole time and eating shite, and then just I find that would be you'd have less energy, you'd be more stressed out. I'd be ticking away. Jimmy's right, the old bike row ski. There's a free plug for it. Cut classes in the morning, but um, there wasn't anything specific. I don't think Kev's talking about me there. I'm trying okay. to think who he is though. I'll see. We've got a special guest joining us today. Kieran Malloy from Galway is joining us. Really looking forward to it. We're going to get into it about 15 minutes. I'll see if I can get confirmation of whether or not that was you or not. Over the <laughs> but uh, yeah, Shane, thanks for questions. Good questions. Um, so who have joined the senior Monday club this morning? Well, one person who definitely has because his Instagram story gave it away. Connor Glass's Instagram story today. Cafe, I think it's 3121, is closed for Monday club. Glenn bets Lock Neal in the Derry Senior Final this weekend. One twelve to 7 points. They've won it again. So fair play to Glenn. I'm sure they'll give Ulster a rattle this year. Back to back? 
Back to back, isn't it? Back, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. And Armar also in. They had a fairly convincing win against Graham Moore. One nineteen to 10 points. Rain O'Neill in midfield, kicked three points. Keem McConville top scored with eight points. He's been very impressive in the club's campaign. Aaron Kiernan picking up his 17th. Unbelievable. 1-7 yeah. championship medal. That's a man that didn't let himself go that, after. He's a reckless. 17 championship medals. Wow, phenomenal. How many years have been playing? If he's... What? If he started when he was 17... Kernan's playing since the 90s, 100%. 17 he started. Is he 30... Is he 36? Probably a bit older. Is he? Was he he young player? Ah, He's older. He's older. I think it was young player there in 2005. Would that be correct? That would be knowledge, if that's correct. That's 17 years I'm not sure if that's... That is a shout. I think that's a great chat. (laughs) 2005. Young player here. What about that? Did they lose the final? He just played across the water. Lost the semi. Oh, five. They lost its round, yeah. Tim and Killian O'Connor were nominated for young player of the year that year. He was putting a few <laughs> diagonal balls into, into Stephen McDonough. Yeah, because Armagh had that savage team, obviously, that 1-0-2. And it was kind of a lot of the same type of lads. And Kiernan came in and he was a bit silkier. Yeah. From the usual type of players. Tommy confirmed that. On air. I'm, I'm trying to trying to figure it out here. I'm uh, I'm struggling. Think call Google if you put it in. It, it always usually comes up with an answer for you. Okay, so <laughs> cross one. Jamie Clark started 14, didn't score, had an influence in the game. Uh, that just shows you the attack and talent at hand uh, in Cross McLean. So McCross being the mix now to win Ulster. They haven't really done much on Ulster recently, have they? No, not recently. They went through that run where they they won everything for years, and they've kind of gone off the boil in the provincial championship. I feel. Mm. Yeah, we haven't heard much of him. No. Very good. Anyone else there, T, while you're searching? Go on. Uh, Sorry, uh, Strokeson won the Roscommon. Yes, seen that. 11 points to 10. Uh, There were two bad injuries in the first half. Paddy Brogan and Keane McKeown, two quality footballers, went off for either side. There was nine minutes of injury time. Boyle missed a big goal chance. Um, I heard Danny was at it. <laughs> he threw the ball in at the start, did he? Don't be <laughs> starting rumors, James Donahue. Don't be starting rumors. Donny Smith leveled it up, and it seemed like it might be the last score of the game with a booming free from 50 yards out, according to Donica Boyle's indoor report. Yeah. And Tony Lavin, on as a sub, kicks the winner, strokes on his first title Venus, yeah. in 20 years. Boyle were going for the first in like 150. So it would have been a big winner either way. Um, Very tense. The Fermanagh final was postponed, but there was big games in Galway, the semi-finals. In the final, Saltin and Aknakara, managed by John O'Mahony, are going to be playing Moy Cullen. John O'Mahony. In Limerick, O'Mahony. it's Newcastle West against Adair. In Waterford, it'll be Rat Gormick against Denial, Denier. Obviously, we mentioned Karen O'Rahilly's win in the club final. Kearns. Kearns O'Rahilly's. What did I say? Kearns. You, you have a habit of throwing in S's and leaving out S's. Dingle's... Uh, and legions, you say sometimes as well. Yeah, Austin weekend, Stack, Tommy. Austin Stack lost <laughs> to Ken Mayers no. for two points. And Sean O'Shea's, I thought you were being serious. There. Sean O'Shea's absolutely outrageous, clutch free. Can we call it clutch? It's on the sideline. Kieran Donny's in his ear. There are tap overs for him at this stage. Like ridiculous stuff. It was class. Yeah, yeah. Some strike, and he started it well, well outside as well, and he came in. Over the yeah. black spot. And that was a tough goal to kick into because in the second game of the day, there was a Killian just dropped a, a free shot into the wind. So for Sean, was it? and oh, was that was 35 years. Into the same goal, yeah. So Shawnee's one was against a bit of a wind. No, the wind did pick up in fairness for Killian's one for um, Temple, no. Yeah. 
But yeah, seen on Twitter, the power okay. of the strike, like, like to pierce through the wind, class. It's unbelievable, doesn't he? Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah, unbelievable stuff. Um, couple of quick other bits of news, right? Go on, yeah. Uh, it looks like after ninety six days, and I, we are recording on Monday evening, so I'm something could change. So it's again, or what? It looks like, <laughs> and this is not a WhatsApp rumor that the Donegal senior management team is set to be announced tonight. So Donny, you got that instead. Kieran Donny didn't get this job. Uh, Announce okay. it. Spit it out, Tommy. Donny Here we go. It looks like Paddy Carr, former Donegal footballer, Kilmacook Croaks manager in 2009 with the one the All-Ireland club, man- the club title. What? Loud, what? Former Loud manager is set to take the reins alongside Aidan O'Rourke, Armaz, All-Ireland winning wing back from 2002. Got a bit left field, that one. Involved in a couple of counties. Uh, I couldn't tell you if it's that field because I don't Paddy know what Curry, going on. Was with Croaks in 09. They bet, they bet Cross with Glenn in the final. Yeah. Keane O'Sullivan, Rory O'Carroll was a great Croaks team. Was he That's a long yet? time ago, don't it? That's what I mean. Like He managed, le- he wasn't the loud manager during the, the 2010 Leinster final. Left no, eight. that was current politician oh, Peter Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so has Paddy Carr, I just haven't heard of him recently. He, yeah, you he just haven't heard from recently. He was actually in the mix for the Donegal job after Jim McGuinness left. He was seen as being the next in line. Rory right. Gallagher got that job. Yeah, they kept the show on the road with Rory going in, yeah. But that's what I mean. I, I can't think of him, I could be wrong, um, managing right. anyone else in the last three or four years. Or has he? I shouldn't laugh, but just mentioning Peter Fitzpatrick, he gave that great line, and it was terrible. They were robbed. But he gave that great line about Martin Sloden back in 2010. This he, is said the rest, was, wasn't it? he said it was Dick Turpin without a mask. It was pure daylight robbery. Just, <laughs> it just always that quote. Gotta respect the refs, Tommy. We gotta, yeah. they, we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, true. But anyways, that's the news in Donegal, and I move. That confirmed? To, no, it's not confirmed. Still not confirmed. Okay, that is the uh, perspective news in Donegal as we're recording right now. But that's the. Danger when you're doing a podcast, lads, pre-recorded. So um, I don't yeah, think we're going to edit it. November next week, they need to, uh, uh, that has to be, obviously. If, if it's, I say if there's coverage in the media of it now, surely that's signed off and they're getting stuck into it then in November. You know, they're probably yeah. behind. We spoke like about this. Shit. They're behind teams. Yeah, and Rory, he, did he know he was getting the gig, I wonder? I don't know, because Rory Kavanagh was very heavily touted. Yeah, I thought this. Yeah, the union's boss, they're obviously... Um, very upset last week after they lost the county final. There was a controversial sending off in that game. He pulled out last week of the race. So oh, did he? He, because I thought it was he was going to be nailed on to get it after the club championship. Isn't that Kevin Cassidy's gig on Twitter? That was he, his tweet. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, the Donegal team that got there in the end. So who's left, Tommy? Who was still the Rossies? Rossies. Mm-hmm. So and there's word that the Rossies could have it wrapped up, and the rumor is who's going to get the Roscommon common job? Go on. Spit it out. I'm not saying it. No more rumors around our scamming job. Uh, okay, we do have some breaking GA news. Put it in the chat evening. there. <laughs> we have some breaking GA news, lads. After on, nine years, the broadcast deal between Sky and the GAA has finished. Now, this is, I would argue, um, disappointing news in a lot of ways for GA fans. There was a lot of controversy around the Sky deal, around paywalls and people having to pay to watch matches, but I just think the more competition for broadcasters, the better. And they brought some quality coverage to the games. There were some innovations, um, new voices. You had Jim McGuinness, Peter Canavan, Kieran Donaghy to talk about football alone, arguing 
after matches, talking about matches, analyzing matches. Um, and they're gone now. They're gone from the market. We have no idea who, if anyone, is going to pick up Sky's deals. So we may have less games uh, in the mix next year on TV. Are, are they gone from the market? If you're an RTE, we obviously there's big turnover, obviously, with a couple of their more seasoned pundits gone, stepping back into management. Look, whatever about Sky, and it, and it did ruffle a lot of feathers around the paywall issue, um, but their coverage was top class, mm. I felt. And like in terms of insight and knowledge that the guys had, you're talking about Jim McGuinness and Peter Canvan, two icons of, of GAA as players, and then obviously Jim McGuinness going on as a coach and what he's achieved. You'd want to, if you're watching and following GAA and you want to learn about the game, those lads and Donaghy to be fair as well to him I thought it was a great coverage um, I thought, I seen the reason they were saying look the, the new schedule probably didn't suit Sky's what they were the looking the reason is because there was nobody watching it yeah I, 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 I wouldn't say their numbers were, were big I wouldn't have no thought they must have been been very poor which yeah. is surprising isn't it but Mm. I'm not sure we can say the reasons were that nobody was watching. I don't know how big the number. Well, if were, it was massive, they wouldn't have let it well, go. Like. What they've said is that both parties were very close to agreeing, but Sky uh, wanted 16 league games because of the shortened season. That the shortened yeah. season was impacting the lads. Obviously, has they had. the best games, and mm. Sky wanted league games, and it seems like the GA couldn't come to an agreement with them over that. So that but is you know what? what? I've watched games on Sky and. I think the league is a better product to give them because sometimes you're watching Leinster Championship matches with 10,000 people in the stadium like and, and on TV. Yeah, they got and, a couple of dodgy early games in the Championship sky, yeah. Yeah, it just looks it looks poor like. Mm. I know the coverage, I must say the coverage excellent. All yeah. the fellas they had on it top notch, but some of the games they had were were did RT a first pick? No, oh, they used always. to come in. They used to come in when they first came in, they used to always have our first round of the Leinster Championship. And it was like a Saturday night and we'd be playing Carla and it'd be on Sky Sports. And it was like, yeah. that's not a great game for their product. Like, all no, respect. it's not. It's not. It's so, not giving a fair reflection, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who snaps that up, Tommy. Premier Sports, surely. Premier Sports, sorry. New into the market. Damien well, Delaney. It's, it's hard to know. Damien Delaney knows his guy played a bit with Cork. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Dunn. Don't even want to play the bit back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it? He needs to smart enough a bit if he's going to go on the GAS. <laughs> Don't he? He's thrown together Kenny, every Saturday. Yeah, Kenny Cunningham, get him on. Boy, oh, man. Kenny, I would take Kenny. Uh, Kenny, Kenny has a good GA background too. Kenny Cunningham was in a school's full forward line that included Desi Farrell and yeah. St. Vincent's. In was class it Padraig Carrington? No, Padraig Carrington was out. Uh, was it, Paul, was it Paul McGinley? Who was Kenny Cunningham in that that school's full forward line? No, it was Vincent's class, Nevin, yeah. So oh, was Des, Desi went there. J.O. maybe? Was yeah, J.O. there? as well. Yeah. yeah. Down beside Glass Nevin Cemetery, yeah. Yeah. They could get Keno back, could they? If Keno keeps talking shit on Sky about Ronaldo, <laughs> they'll bomb him out. Like. <laughs> no, I think that's good for numbers. Um, okay, that is the news. Au revoir, Sky. The life of GA. You are listening to episode 39 of the Football Pod of Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. And we're going to be back right after this with our special guest, Galway star Kieran Malloy. You are very welcome back to episode 39 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. You may not recognise our special guest in the bottom left corner. But that's because we've got the world exclusive. Kieran Malloy of Galway has cut off the mullet. What's happened? The long hair. Sad day. 
What's gone, Kieran? Yeah, uh, I was weak in crutches and I lost my mind, so I said I get rid of it. That was the only reason I got rid of it because it was annoying me when I was sleeping and the leg was annoying me enough, so one had to go. Oh. <laughs> was I like a leg or the hair? Yeah. <laughs> fair choice, Kieran. Fair choice. Yeah. 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 Can That's we, nice. Can we get a bit of a look at Kieran to see what the job was done? Ooh. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's it. You could plug the hairdresser now and you have free haircut for life. There you go. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it was Lauren Roach, one of uh, Mike, Mike uh, Farrer's uh, fiance. Oh, so yeah, she cut it for me. Free yeah. haircuts for Kept, life, Kieran. Well played. <laughs> Kieran, delighted that you joined us on the pod this week. Um, we we're very sorry to hear the news that you got a shocking injury there about two weeks ago playing with Cara Finn. It's the dreaded cruciate, am I right? Yeah, cruciate. So I... Do, yeah, done the ACL and uh, I only found out there last week as well. I tore some of the meniscus as well, so some of the cartilage and a grade one tear in the medial ligament as well on the inside. Oh my God. How did so, you do it? Yeah. Was it a hyperextension kind of a one or? No, I was turned inside and my foot, it obviously it went about an inch and then it didn't turn. But at that stage, I'd already faced the other way and my right leg was off the ground. So all oh. the body weight pulled it in. And was there no collision, Kieran? Nobody couldn't no. attack it. It was just your leg got caught. Oh. Yeah, leg got stuck in the ground. It's about like more, I think it's 70% of them is non-contact. And it's yeah. happening an awful lot this time of the year as well. Like, you know, was the pitch uh, soft? It was soft and hard as well. Like there was match on before it as well. Like, but it just in spots you'd have you'd have a soft spot and then you'd have a hard spot, like. Yeah, yeah. So it's just this time of year, a lot of people are doing them. There was when I was in in the uh, consultant office there, there was a lady up from uh, Kilkenny and four players in the one match done it four ladies what? Done it in the what? one match yeah done Kilkenny Jesus Christ almighty that's surely a record some, some claim against that pitch man anyway I know like that's it's ridiculous like just this time of year is awful dangerous for players like just it because it's, it, you know you've you've drying and you've plenty of rain coming as well yeah. like. Do you know I always find that like if you're training on a hard pitch and playing on a soft pitch and then back to a hard pitch then you throw in an astro do you know, like if you have all these different surfaces, you are opening yourself up to to trouble. Like I think, especially with the knees and the grinds and the hips and things, it's a yeah. bad it's a bad dose of an injury. How long are you looking at? Are you looking at eight months? Uh, June. So the saying between eight and twelve. So you'd be kind of hoping for nine. Like, but again, you don't know. Like it could go well or it could go bad. Like I had my two week checkup today there, so they're fairly happy with. I can get it straight and I can get it to about one hundred and ten degrees now at this stage. So they're fairly happy where I'm at. You. You've struck me over the years as being quite a durable fella, someone who can play two games in one day, uh, someone who hasn't had a huge amount of injury troubles. You've played, I think, is it every championship game under Park Joyce, apart from that first game against Mayo in 2020 in October? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, so you've 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 been free of injury for quite a long time. It's just so unlucky. I, I think I've played every club championship game and club league game as well. If I can remember, maybe might have missed two, maybe might have missed a few when I went to America, all right? But when the ones I've been available for, I've been playing them. Yeah, you have to buy an old PlayStation or something. <laughs> I tell you what, I was I was half tempted to buy one, but there, oh, it's a mental slog being injured, especially for for a long time. Like, but I suppose once you get over the the start of it, you can get back into rehab, and then once but, you're back on the field, you're kind of back. Do you know, that's probably only four or five months. Yeah, like they said, I can get back into rehab in about two weeks now. I can get doing legs in two weeks and sure, you'll be doing that mainly and then you have your testing obviously in three, four months and you'd be if your testing is good, you get back running. Like, Would you so. do Damien Comer's upper body program then as well on the side? I don't think anybody can do Damien <laughs> Comer's upper body program. <laughs> back like the Hulk. Oh, stop. <laughs> Just tossing tires around. The, the big thing here to take is we do... 
she's, I was fortunate, I didn't happen to me, myself, but, but a couple of our lads w- would have done it as well. The advancement in the, the recovery, the physios, the, the environment you're going to be in with, with, with Galway there as well, you'll get the best of the best. So, yeah, it's a fucking pain to, to, to be missing out, particularly after the year Galway had and you were so key in that. And you can just feel, from the outside looking in, there just looked like a great buzz with Galway. What, what they achieved this year and, and, and obviously the frustration of coming up short. So what, what, what was that like for you? What, what, what was going to be different about Galway this year? It looked like we all watched, watched the games. It just looked like there was an energy about Galway that particularly to win over, over Mayo and Castlebar. When did that get going for you? Yeah, well, it was probably we like there was a great bond in the group more so than any other year. There was no clicks or anything like that. You know, everyone was you know you could go and you could talk to one of the older lads or you could talk to one of the younger lads. Like you know, you're it's class, like talking to the same person. Older like, fella there. Who who who? who you ah, come on, now, don't put me in that spot. What age profile? Go on. <laughs> they're not old, but they're the older in the group. I'll put it to you that way. More experience. Yeah, okay. Around longer than anyone else. <laughs> But no, that's that was the biggest change. Like, and we got we got a bit of structure, like amongst ourselves as well. Like, and those was good, when there was good structure, everything kind of fell into place, and just the bond between everyone else was a lot better than previous years. I thought, right? You could, like, you could see that. It's, yeah, it's we were like we had we had plenty of football ability. Like, it was just a matter of like trying to get it put together. Like, and I think we got it right to a certain degree this year. But you know, obviously, still more to be working on. Like, I just want to go back to go back say to the year before last year you were kind of playing a more open expansive kind of a game right and then this year you went back to kind of right we'll sort out the defense first get that set and be able to break from there like was there kind of a watershed moment when you decided right we need to rethink this or did it just happen gradually it was a bit of both like you know you do need to get a structure in place in the back like you know Mayo have been doing it for years like with just breaking from the back like and you know when we did get that base of the backs and we all got together like breaking forward was a lot easier and you just get the ball to the lads that do the damage as quick as possible up there like did you you enjoy it this year? oh I loved it this year yeah I loved it the role you played yeah, loved it. It was just like, you know, well, obviously I was being put in cornerback and I was, I think I was, I made, might have been fullback for one game in the league. Like, but, you know, when you're in cornerback, you don't want to be in cornerback. You want to get out to wingback. Like, <laughs> well, nobody you know, likes being back there. Kieran. No, it's dungeon. But no, when I got out to wingback now, I started, really started enjoying it. Like, and um, then obviously when you're told to do something, whether it be man marking or not, and you're, you're just told to do it and that's it. Like, you don't, um, you don't think twice about doing it. Like, the, the Galway defensive system was something that we were all trying to figure out as the year kind of went on and it seemed to be something that you were able to evolve even in games. I don't know if you heard uh, Potter and um, Frank in the Amazon Prime uh, coverage during the week but I think that Frank asked Potter why do you keep changing your formation in the middle of the games and there was just the two managers asking each other after the game anyways. It felt like Galway were doing that at times that there might be a situation where Daly was dropping or yourself and McHugh were dropping and it was just freeing up different players. Maybe Sean Kelly was the free man in the All-Ireland final. You ended up on Paul Ganey. Like, was it horses for courses? Were you sitting down ahead of every game and figuring out what way you were going to go? Or did you have a set game plan that you stuck to? No, it was horses for courses. Definitely. Like, you know, you picked your best matchup, like, and, you know, they put you with who you thought you were going to do the best on. Like, and obviously I was put back in cornerback on Ganey, like, in the, um, in the All-Ireland final. Like, and, like, we have versatile players there. I've seen Liam Sig play anywhere, like, you know, and Dylan McHugh played a lot in centre back as well, and John Daly can play cornerback, fullback, or you know, we can all play in certain positions. Like, 
Sean Kelly's often played centre back or wing back, you know. So we had great versatility in the back side, so it didn't really matter who was inter- being interchanged. Like, I think you need that, don't you, Kieran? We we spoke about maybe even ten years ago. You're looking at traditional positions in the backs and the forwards. Like I'm a wing forward, I can only play that role. I think the way the game has gone over the last ten years, you have to be able to. You have to be played. If you're a back, you have to play, basically play across six positions. You have to be comfortable to do. It. You might okay. You might excel slightly more if you're a centre back or a, or a full back. But you have to be able to because the game is just so fluid. The movement of opponent forward lines, like we would have used a lot with Dublin Kerry. Obviously, you during your time, Jimmy, and now still you could see it in the All Ireland final. There's days as plays develop, you're just going to be. You could end up in cornerback, and you have to be able to to deal with that as well. So. I think one of the key things for us looking in, we were looking at Galway and kind of saying, you're right, the perception outside, Galway have never not had really talented players. And then we look at the, at the National League and you kind of steamroll everyone in the league and get to the league final. And then just probably the league final probably didn't go as well as you would have hoped. It seemed like just a really open game. And I felt we were chatting on this podcast that that would have put big pressure on Galway going into the what was ultimately going to be a massive game in Castlebar against Mayo. And I think, I'm right in saying, lads, I think we all probably tipped Mayo just on the basis that their experience, and we hadn't seen that kind of hardness, uh, That's not hardness from Galway. because we were in Mayo that week. That's why we tipped Mayo. No, no. <laughs> we were in Mayo the week for the quarterfinal for them against Manahan, or the qualifier. For the first round of the championship, we were uncertain as, as to could Galway be solid at the back. And he's came out in that game in Castlebar, and it was a I thought it was an outstanding performance and that kind of defensive solidity and I'm just being hard to play against Kieran, that's you, you wouldn't have associated with Galway. That was on full display and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the summer. Was that was that kind of always in the back pocket that, that whatever about the league and how it finished, we were going to be ready for that game in Castlebar? Yeah, well, obviously you do want to be winning the league as well, like, you know, and I think even playing Roscommon in the first match of the league, we played them, say, our last match before the final, yeah, like we were awful. through anyway. But like you do, you do want to be winning. You do want to be performing up in Crow Park as many times as possible. But, you know, you are always thinking about championship at the same time, like, and it just, you, you know, kind of fell into place as well against Mayo and it was a good foundation then to build from there for the foreseeable championship then after that, like. That was the first game in Castlebar, wasn't it? First mm. pitch opening. That yeah. was a nice, a nice win. Yeah, oh. like we we always do seem to do well against Mio down in Castlebar in previous years. Like if I can think of yeah, back, like you know, them off a couple of times there. Yeah, the yeah. yeah, It's a horrible, horrible place to go. I think. Castlebar. <laughs> <laughs> so you lads go here in the middle of summer. Anytime we sell for Jimmy or in Castlebar, it was usually January or February. And guaranteed second game in the league. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. always, yeah, we had that a good few times. Gale Force wins a storm, so it's, it's slightly different here now. And at a full sellout down there as well, like full yeah, sellout yeah. with all my old people, like yeah, it's always tough. It's it is tough to play down there, like yeah. Do you know I had um are we we keen O'Neill say from thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, right? And I I got on great with Keen. I thought he was brilliant for us. Like, did he did he kind of bring something different to you in terms of training? Did you get a bounce off him? Do you know, what did you make of him? Because obviously I know he was in with Mayo before that, but like mm. when he came to you, did you get a big bounce? Like I, he was a great addition to have in like, and credit goes to him. Like, you know, he, he probably didn't get as much credit as he should have got. Like he was very good for us as well. Like, and it was a good mix up to have someone like Keen in. You know, he has plenty of experience as well. And maybe we were lacking that a bit, but he yeah. was very, like a lot of players did respond very well to him. Like, you know, 
you know, he, he he doesn't hold back. He tells you how it is, and that's it. And that's I think what players appreciate most about him. Like, like you know, he would play. He will tell you what you're doing wrong, and he tell you how to fix it. And that's it. Yeah. Would he take? Would he take the whole session? Yeah, uh, he take. Yeah, he take about seventy five percent of what you say. Yeah. You know, he he's he has his he has the way he wants to play, and like you know, you trust him on it. And look, it worked for us this year as well. Like, so. That's if, if I'm thinking of an influence he might have had because he obviously would have coached a lot of teams against our Dublin team, but with, with, with Mayo and with Kerry, and there was always a big focus on kickouts, and, and we would have looked to be honest, we, we found it difficult playing against his teams. It was just a ring of steel. The ring of steel yeah. always gives organization. But but I thought it was it was most obvious. I feel the second half, and to an extent, some of the first half in the All Ireland semi final against Derry, where the second half you you blow them away. And then we know Damien Comer has, has a brilliant kind of period where, where he, he gets a couple of goals, but he just seemed to absolutely eviscerate their kickout in the second half. And that just shook me. I remember watching it in the stand in Crow Park and going, there's, there's a Keane O'Neill influence there. There's just a little small additions to your game, Kieran, to go with the, the flair players you have, like yourself, Michael Daly, and then obviously the forwards you have. Was that was there just specific things we were just thinking, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a game changer for us? Like in the semi-final, like obviously the first half it was it was cruel to watch and it was it was you know yeah. it, was, it was worse to even playing. We were so there, like it, we were there. Just, you know, you, you didn't want to be the first person to make a mistake, like you know, that was going to cause major panic. Like when the second half, like, you know, you had to go out and try and win the game, like and we had the yeah. footballers then, we had the footballers to beat them, like so it was just it the game just became more open then and through the training and stuff, you know, we trusted everything and just it all, you know, just happened like that. Like that turnover there against Conor Glass, John Daly had like that was that was yeah. huge. Like, and yeah. then we all you could see everyone like Liam Silk was I think he was twenty yards behind me, and he was the one who he was nearly caught up to Damien Comer when he kicked the ball. Like, you know, and it was just like that. You know, it all just kind of fell into place then once once it became a more open game for us. That caginess in a game like that, like, is it hard to block the voices in your head? You know that that the you can't be the one to make the mistake, like. Is that difficult to shut out? Well, like even the boys will tell you, like you know, you, you don't want to be the one to make a mistake, but like you know, you still have to try and go for the times as well. Like it's just, it's it's only a game of chess in the first half. Like, yeah, I remember I played, uh, we played in twenty twelve. We played Donegal. I remember like there was kind of the start of their system and their dominance, and I just saw bodies everywhere like you know where you weren't used to kind of seeing them I think Derry were kind of throwing out of teams as well this year where they had they almost played four inside in the full forward line really high five was it five up five, in the full yeah. forward line yeah what did you play you marked them with with five then we did, did yeah, we, we marked them yeah and we were just trying to block the spaces of all in like you know putting the pressure on the kicker and blocking the ball in you know the bounce pass in because they hadn't gotten too many marks throughout the year and we knew they were kind of just wanted to get into space like but you know, five lads in the full forward line, like if you're marking them, t- 10 lads inside of 21, that's it's busy in there then, like, you know, so that's just the way they were playing and then they were overloading one side and they're all, then they just started running at you, like, so it was mayhem. They tr- they created chaos, like, but we were lucky, you know, in that sense, they did miss a few in the first half, like, they missed a few easy scores. They, they did get a lot of joy from that tactic, like, they got a couple of goals throughout. That was the kind of against their... Clare. They got a lot against Clare, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, even an Ulster have worked a few times. Which, you feel, Kieran, and we would have been the same, even, and Jimmy, as you're highlighting there, there was, there was times we were playing teams and they, they were set up that way and 
if you haven't prepared for that and you haven't got experience of playing against it, it can it can be very frustrating. Course, yeah. You're right. The first half of that Ireland Ireland semi final this year was uh, one for the purists, I think. And and I played in games like that where even you're pissed off playing it. But that experience that you gain from being in games like that, it just stands to you as a team because it's the best way to learn. You can set up drills in training and on the training pitch and try and replicate that. But until you're in, in a game of Croker, like that one was, I think, for 70-odd thousand at it and the pressure is on not to make a mistake. I think winning games like that and coming through experiences like that for a team like you guys, that, that must be a massive, that's a massive plus for, for Galway going into the new season, I feel. Yeah, and like even on my side, like in the first half, I Terry manager roaring at me as well, and he roared in a chain as well, like and sure you'd hear him more than you'd hear anyone else, like in you Yeah, yeah, oh, he's always roaring at you. We could hear him at the top of the stand yeah. as well, roaring at you. Yeah, that, but like you know, normal. it's you know, you like it, it does. Add, ah, sure. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just, just talking for the sake of talking, I think. Yeah, that's classic. And is he's that some, unique? He's some energy. Is that unique? What to him? He's the only one I've ever heard anyway. Okay. I can't imagine. I can't imagine many managers are getting stuck in stuck in the in the players. Yeah. Do you know when when I think about the final, and obviously a lot a lot was made of kind of say Comer not getting as much ball as he as he would have wanted, because Shane Walsh was kind of playing inside as well. Like, say take it back to half time in the final. Like, was it ever a case of saying, lads, just Try and hand Comer the ball a couple of times and see and see what happens. Do you know, because you it's it's hard not to kind of say if he had if he just had a couple of possessions like he would have caused Kerry some serious damage. Like do you know, it was just it was just hard to get on the ball up there. Yeah, no, it was it was hard for anyone to get on the ball. Really, like any any of the forwards, it was hard. Like you nearly had to come deep to get it. Like and like you know, a man like Comer, you want him in front of goal more so than coming out the pitch and getting lost out there either as well. Like. You know, I know Shane. Shane came out a couple of times, but like he came out and he found himself one on one or one on two. Like, and you know, you're not going to stop Shane when he's out there when he's that much space to run into. And like um, Shane kicking them scores, like you know, it was great. He was great kicking them, like, and it just kind of you know he was the one that was on the ball in the kick pass position, but he just kicked it over the bar. You know, so like you know, there's pluses and, and minuses to it all the way. Like, so yeah. and and again, not learning final again. You don't want to be <clears throat> just lumping the ball in. For the sake of lumping one in, like and losing again the turnover, then you're overrun. Like, yeah, hundred. You all know that yourselves, like. Yeah. Here, if, if you look back to the, and I'm sure you guys have obviously spoken about this, and, and feel free if you don't want to go into it. But um, down the stretch in the All Ireland final, I think it was the last seven or eight minutes, Kerry just pull away, and I think they win. Was the final ten minutes? They win a four 0 Obviously, they get they get the impact off the bench, and for you guys, and it was what it was a brilliant game. And you, you think when you guys get it back that Galway have one more portion them. What, what was that like? Those final couple of minutes was it just was it running out of gas? Was it just Kerry's experience, or or have you had a conversation since? Because it's obviously very it's a tough way to to get so so close for you guys. Yeah, they like, are oh, like it's a it's a tough question. Like you know, like there was probably one question free there on John Daly when he was coming out with the ball. You know, the free went against him. Like yeah, yeah, and that was that was a major turning point in it as well. Like that was you know, Kerry's uh, point wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. From the free, it was disheartening. Like, you know, you normally, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, the back is getting that free let yeah, in over his yeah. shoulder. Like, so that, that was a huge turning point. Like, you know, and you didn't really think too much about it. You just kept trying to trying to keep going, trying to get the ball up there and trying to get it over. But, you know, it was just, it was unfortunate circumstances, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you take a penalty in the shootout? I was fifth. 
I didn't take him. <laughs> you, oh, you were next up. You were delighted. You were delighted when the fourth one went in, so and you didn't have to step up. It was always going in. Well, you don't be worrying about that. You you would have you'd have had a bit of a soccer background, like so. I'd say your your hand was up early enough, was it? No, my hand was probably forced up. I didn't. Okay. I like there was everyone that <clears throat> our regular penalty takers were kind of off, like. Yeah, and I think it was John Cannon, like you know, they were kind of saying who'll take who'll take a fifth one, like, and he just said me, and like I don't know, there was a video going around there, you'd see it, like, and he says my name, and PJ just kind of looked, you know, Malai, you know, he's kind of <laughs> like you can see it, like, it's all funny, but like I was like I was just taking the training for the crack, like, and I was and I was scoring them in fairness, like, but I never in a million years did I think they put me in there, like, but you know, fifth one is like it's like the Salah penalty, like it's it's the it's the glory penalty as well. Like you've all the all the responsibility on that one. Yeah, I know. P- PJ said, "Don't worry, you won't be going to it. You won't be." Won't, won't be <laughs> what, what was that like here? That that game was. Look, I think we, we were all talking. That was probably the best game in the championship, just in sheer drama. There was obviously the 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 row, which was another side of it. But the crowd in Croker that day. At, particularly at the end of the game when it goes to penalties, what what, what 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 are you guys think? Is there are you nervous about the penalties? No, I know you, you you'd be nervous, like, but it's it's mental the amount of roaring yeah. that is going on and everything. Like, it's you know, you have the hill behind you there as well. Like, I don't know what it would have been like if you were kicking into the hill, but you had that yeah. all roaring about you, and then you just like there were so many RML fans like there. Like, yeah, orange is such a standout color in in the stadium. Like, so like you know, it was, it was mental in fairness now. Like, and it rained as well, which kind of made it better again. Like, yeah. Did you know where you were going to go with the penalty? So I, I remember yeah, if I was, yeah. yeah, if I was ever taking a penalty, I'd nearly need to decide before the game where I was going to go because like when you're in the heat of the moment, like your decision-making <laughs> mightn't be the best, you know? And everyone that day went, opened their body. The Galway panels were unbelievable. Yeah. Where were you going to go across your body or open your body? Can you remember? I oh, might want to give it away. Don't give away your secret. Ah, look, well... Don't I haven't taken a competitive penalty yet, like, but no, like, you know, you had pra- we had practice them in training, like, and there's always a possibility, like, again, it's just, it's probably that half percent that, like, you know, people probably don't think don't really matter too much, but, like, you still need to be able to take a penalty and practice taking penalties, like, and I think maybe, I don't know, did Armagh practice that or not in training, but, like, we definitely did, like, and, it, you know, it, it probably showed. Yeah. When, when you think of, like, we spoke about the energy behind Galway <laughs> this year, and I'm sure there was plenty of moments, but a match as mental as that, that must have brought you closer together. Like, the, is that something you look back on and think, Jesus? We didn't really look back on it too much, you know, obviously at that stage, like, but it, like, you know, thinking back and then now we say like it was a mental game to be in, like, but like, you know, you don't, when you're in them big games like that and the crowd is going mental, you don't, you don't get to take it in or appreciate it as much like as you probably should. Yeah. But you know, you just have to keep the head on in games like that. But no, it more it it did, yeah, because it was just it was die die on your feet like out in the pitch for the boys. That you yeah. know, you didn't want to let any of them down. How was that in the body that came? That wasn't too bad. No, I didn't have to do too much. I think I didn't know where I was. I think I, was corner, I could have been cornerback that day. He well. ran about thirty k in that match. I think. Ah, uh, he was, he was great that day. Yeah, he's he's kicked them off from anywhere. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. What what's yeah. he like athletically, McDade? Is he is he sick. cut above like sick? Really? Was right. he naturally always like that, or was it since he came back? No, he was like that before he went as well. He's just a serious, serious athlete. Like you know, he's big, he's tall, he's strong, yeah, he's wide. You know, he can use he can use his, his body as well. Like you know, he, he's just a phenomenal athlete. Like no, I just want to take you to to Curfin for a second because you were 2019 club player of the year, right? 
you yeah. you beat you beat Croaks in the final from Killarney, right? Yeah. Two years previous to that, Croaks beat you by nine points. Yeah. In in the Gaelic grounds, right? So you lose by nine points to Croaks. Two years later, you beat Croaks in Croke Park, I think, by twelve. How like how is there a twenty-one point turnaround in the space of two years? We were terrible that year. They were in the semi-final. I, was, I actually remember I, I I didn't watch the game back, but thinking back in the game, we were we were terrible. Nothing went right for us at all. Like on the day, and like just I suppose we were all, we were two years younger as well. A lot of us like I don't know what I, what was, I think I was only twenty at the time or something like that, or nineteen even. I think it was nineteen. And like you know that two years experience, like it brought up the average age of the group as well. Like you know because even our older players they weren't that old at the time. And like we just got better, like, it just got more cohesive again, like that. And uh, just it was great, like, and you know, when we got into Crow Park, just opened up for us, like, you know, yeah, it's a place so, to, if you're going to open up. Sure. The all the final performances were outstanding from Cork, then, like, one right. of the best club teams ever. Like, and you're right, the space in Croker was just it was made feels like well, what, what, yeah. that, that coming from that environment because I know we would have had experience ourselves where. Traditionally, the All Ireland Club finals on Paddy's Day, so you're kind of locked away with the club, which is fair enough for those three months. And that transition, then, you know, you're coming in to the county panel at, at essentially the end of the national league. You've been out of that. Was that a hard transition coming back in, particularly for a younger player like yourself? To uh, it is tough, yeah. Like you, you don't get any time. Like you don't get any of the slogging with the boys. You don't get you know any of the kind of the drinking sessions during the league or anything like that. You know, there's no. There's no bond out. The good stuff, like, huh? Yeah, the good stuff. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the best way to be bonding with lads. Like, but you don't you don't get any of that time. Yeah, you don't you don't get that time when you're like when the club is eating into the county season that much. Like it sh- shortens it by what three months, four months, nearly. When it was on Paddy's Day, like you know, it is great to be playing on Paddy's Day. Don't get me wrong, like, but like that, it 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 does definitely or it did definitely affect um going into a group going into an intercounty setup like. The Trina Robocar fin, like I know we spoke about it coming in late into the panel there, but that must have been just unbelievable. The the group of lads that you had in the club at the time, um, you know yourself, Ian Burke, uh, Liam Silk, Ronan Steed. You had an unbelievable group of players, a lot of year long around the same age. Like, what was that like in the club? Because um, I know I read an interview with you before, and Gaelic football for you, it wasn't your only love growing up. We've spoken a lot about the importance of playing multiple sports. Uh, when you're growing up, when did the Carafin bug get a hold of you? Was it very young, or was it? Uh, um, it was probably. I was probably. I think I was 16 playing junior A or something. Right. And like you know, I think you have to be what 18 now to play junior or something, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. But like back then, like you know, you just you go out and you kind of hope to see how you get on. Like and then the intermediates asked me up to play at 17 then, and then senior. I was kind of between intermediate and senior, but I wasn't ever going to make senior in 2015. That's the the first one at like, oh, and then it's 2016 when I went in. Okay, then, and that's when um, uh, Crokes was on um, Limerick down in Kerry or down Limerick. Sorry, yeah, and like that was kind of the first year. Like, but again, like that, it was probably only that that age, 16, 17, when I started taking a real interest in football. Like, you know, and a few of the older lads in the group, you know, they take you under your wing and they show you, they, they definitely show you what you're uh, lacking when it comes to these things. Like, and you just kind of want to end up proving them wrong, that proving that you're better than they think you're like. And who else is your age then from that Carfin team? Uh, we had, it was me, Dylan Wall, Colin Brady, uh, 
there was Brian Raff there with the intermediates. There was a few, there wasn't an awful amount that came through in my age. Like it was nearly always three or four from each age group that was brought through. Like, like Liam Sick is two years older than me there. Like, and uh, Martin Farrer again, two years older. Ian Burke was three years older than me. Like, so, okay. you know, we only had about three or four coming through from our age. Like, okay. But again, if you can get three or four from each year, like it, it is a massive oh, benefit indeed, to a group. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's tough to comment on him with Cara Finn not being in it, but um, the Galway final, Saltel Nocton Cara back in the final and Moy Cullen as well. Was that a surprise at the weekend to, to see those results or it was probably a tight semi-final? No, Anna Down were probably long shots, but it was a tight enough semi-finals. Yeah, no, they were they were tight. Like, you know, Anna Down, you know, they, they are always a tough team to beat. Like, I think we played them in the county final there not too long ago. Like, and, they, you know, they're, they're a hard, hard team to beat. Like, um, but I think Saltel just had too much for them on the day at the same time, like, and then the other semi-final, you know, Mount William, my cousin, it was always going to be, it was it was going to be a close, like we thought it was going to be a close game, like, but I think just the amount of runners my cousin had, it just it just kind of overran Mount Bellew in, in a way, like, you know, am Sean I, Kelly bursting up from the back there, like. Am I right in saying they've won the last two championships in Galway? No, have I got that wrong? My last Mount Bellew and my cousin. Yeah, oh yeah, them two, yeah, they, they've won one each, yeah. They've won it, so you, you haven't won one in Carfin. You had done the three in a row with the All-Ireland Club titles up until yeah. COVID, am I right? Yeah, and we had seven county titles in a row up to that. So, to that. yeah, and then Jesus, and then seven is enough. Kurt. Let other lads have a look. I, I, I have five, I only have five. The, only five. A few, few boys there, I don't know. Fitzy might have 14 or 13 or 14 or something oh, like that. I'd say he does, Jesus, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, we were just talking about Aaron Curran earlier on. Was it 17, Paddy? 17 titles with Cross McLean, yeah. yeah. Fitzy would have given him a run for his money as well. I'd say, Jesus, and Galway. Out of how many, though, is the thing with Curran? 20, 20 seasons. 17 out of 20. 85% success rate. That is scandalous. you take that, wouldn't it? One is never enough, is it? I'll keep showing her out. Yeah. Kieran, listen, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Like, it, it was a brilliant year for Galway. I know it, there's no um, no commemoration in that, like, but like a, a kind of title, a run to the All-Ireland final. You were phenomenal throughout it as well. Very sorry to hear about the injury. Like, it, it's brutal news, but... June, I, I saw a quote from Porrick last week. Was he talking to you since the, the injury itself? He was saying there's a, there's a hope that you would be back in June. I know Liam Silk is going travelling and there's a hope that maybe could be involved next year. Like, you're not ruling out 2023, are you? Uh, not at this stage yet, no. Like, maybe when I get the first round of testing over, like, you, we kind of know more. Like, but in my own head, no, I'm not really ruling it out just yet. But, you know, it obviously depends on how far we get in the championship. But, yeah. like, I, I like to try to be involved with the group as much as I can. Right. It'll, it'll, be hard, it'll be hard obviously like you know with the injury like you know you don't want to be dragging them down either at the same time like like sometimes when, like, you, when you stick around when you stick around the group like it kind of gives you like a bit of energy towards it I presume that the like the Galway medical crowd will be looking after you as opposed to the, the Corfin is that right? Yeah yeah no the Galway, yeah, Galway they were very good in fairness like they said you know we, we'll help you out along the way like and you know right. like that and when you are a trainer like that you'd probably a few you probably know like you'd be out looking out at them there and like you know, it might be the wind could be blowing sideways in the rain along with it, like, <laughs> and you'd still be jealous, like, that you wouldn't be out there, like, but you know, yeah, 100%. what was your longest yeah. stint out, James? A couple of months was it with the double surgery in 15? Um, yeah, seven, seven or eight months, I suppose, yeah, eight months, eight months, definitely. Yeah. And did you stay involved? I did, I had two eight months stints, I stayed involved the first time, and then the second time, I kind of kept a bit of distance because they were sick of looking at me injured. The first time it is, it's it, it's it's good for the head to be around the boys, and because like yeah, otherwise you you feel 
you feel a bit isolated, you know, it's nice to just stick involved and have a chat with the boys, have a bit of crack, do the little bit of training you can, stay around the group. The time flies then, like the time will fly on you. You might pick something else that you might be able to improve like that with the with the mental side of it or something like that. You can pick and time will fly and next thing you'll be back before you know it. I always found once I was on the pitch, I was back. Even if you weren't actually playing on the team or you weren't training with the group, once you see the grass and you're running and touching the ball, you're back, you're back then. So now yeah. best of luck with it, man. I hope I hope it goes as smooth as, yeah. as it can. Yeah. Step by step. Best of luck with it, Kieran. And look, if you're uh if you want to come on and talk football any evening and uh you don't want to look at the goalie lads, you're more than welcome to join us whenever you want. It's <laughs> oh, easier right. here, Kieran. Yeah. It's nice and yeah. cozy, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's nice in here, like. Good, good to know, good to know. Thanks, Kieran. All the very best. Uh, well done in here. Yeah, All the best for the recovery, man. James O'Donoghue, you have got a very busy week ahead. Are you going to be riddled with nerves before the county championship final? I wouldn't say riddled with nerves. I'd say looking forward to big style. Um, I'd say we only got we only got to one county semi final with the club in my career. One county final the same year. So this year was only my second semi final, and luckily second final. So. Like they don't come around as often as you think they're going to come around. So I'm just trying to look forward to it, embrace it, enjoy it. You know, nerves don't do you really any favors until the morning of the game because then they kind of give you an extra bit. You know, they're preparing your body for a bit of action. Like, but mm. like in the week up to the game, I try and kind of take my mind off for a bit and just just chill out. Okay. Um, leave it's it. Not your first out. rodeo, Jimmy. It's not your first rodeo. You'll be all yeah. right. Yeah. No, it'd be nice. It's anti Car as well. So. Um, ah. Yeah, Aidan McGarrett's commentating. Met him the last day. We look so forward to that. It'll be nice. No, it'll be, it's great to be involved in the county final. Like, I say you don't get many of them. And then the, the week straight after, we're into an intermediate semi-final against the Greltic with Legion. So like, I have a massive two weeks coming up. So I'm it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's the best part of the season for a club player. Like, you know, coming up to a county final, intermediate, intermediate semi-final. So... Class. A load of kicking out this week and that'll be that. Yeah, delighted for you. Well, very best of luck to it. We're going to um, let you get back to your... Like, you're not carb loading this early in the week, so um, you'll be a little later in the week. I'm I've been carb loading since you called me skinny last week. <laughs> I thought you were Honestly, good. I've just I been forcing overnight oats. <laughs> yeah. I made a mess of it. Have you ever made a mess of your carb loading and just realised you've eaten too much? You must do that sometimes. Nah, I, I, I didn't go big on carb loading, I have to say. Did you know? to be lighter now, yeah. I feel like if you eat fucking loads of stuff, you'd be sluggish enough. You'd, you'd have clocked yeah. up serious numbers. Yeah, but I, I would have done it maybe or if we were playing on the, the Sunday. I'd eat very little on the day of the game. Yeah. I would have done well, it. I'm talking about the day before the game. Would you eat a lot? I would have had, yeah, a decent bit of stuff then, but like there'd be lads going in. If we were playing in Croker on a Sunday afternoon, lads would have a big breakfast. They'd arrive into the, the meeting before heading to the game and they'd be having a, like literally a bucket of pasta and chicken and rice and, and I was like no I would eat very little today games like, sugar like, like I, yeah if you, have a, if you have a couple of strong coffees or maybe even those caffeine gels and a, a couple of Luke's Head Sports yeah, a little bit of energy that would be it but now we each to their own but we'd uh, our nutritionist Daniel Davey great bit of stuff uh, mm. we had worked closely with him on that now uh, and it looks Whatever works for you is the big thing, I would yeah. say. His new book is looking good. Do you see Jamie Vardy's uh, pre-match? There you go. 
That's no. how many people are telling Jamie Vardy to drink a can of Red Bull on the side. Like? A can of Red Bull just before he goes out, and one an hour before that, and like three double espressos in the morning or something. <laughs> Don't think that's in too many nutrition books. I wouldn't have thought, but it works for him. He scored yesterday, and then he has to tell the wife not to sell any stories. <laughs> Look forward to her book. <laughs> Another good book for Christmas. Alongside the Rod Fodder. Paddy, give us your one-minute review of the Rod Fodder. Ah, it's box office. Everything you'd expect from Roddy. Um, just hilarious, like it is. I was fortunate enough to know him. Um, lives around the corner. Roddy's the type of fella, you meet him for 10 seconds and you'd walk away, you'd be pissing yourselves laughing. Like. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you'd have enough material chatting to Roddy for 10 seconds for about six months. Uh, but the book, it seems to be flying it. He does... Uh, Tell the story of me signing for him in soccer. So that was an interesting one, <laughs> reminiscing about that. You uh, signed for him? Yeah. United. Man in United. Did you? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, transfer deadline there. Yeah. I was his false nine. Uh, so he talks about that in the book briefly. Uh, Paul Howard wrote. You didn't actually play false nine. Yeah, I did. Yeah, in the whole. False nine, I think. Yeah, Ronnie started that before Pep and all started bringing it. <laughs> the Rodfather had that going and Gertha Keegan with Man in United. So. Uh, and look, Paul Howard wrote the book, uh, Russell Carroll Kelly, fame, and most people would know him through that. Uh, brilliant author, brilliant journalist as well. So it's a great book, and I'm sure a lot of people are enjoying it. I'm seeing some good stories in it, all right. Yeah. Did he take, oh, he took funny. a gig in um, in Cyprus or something, didn't he? Oh, out, out far and somewhere. Roddy's been all no, over the place. No. I have to double check that one. Cyprus, no, Neil Lennon was over in Cyprus. Got the bullet there last week. Got the bullet, got yeah, the bullet drawn, yeah. Um, Take he doesn't have time. a great. He doesn't have a great record now. Lennon the last couple of years. Many, yeah, he could be under pressure. From Floriana Malta. That's what you're thinking of. Malta, Malta. That was yeah. it. But take that. Before he managed before he managed Paddy Andrews. He was over Floriana in the Maltese league. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Roddy also does the the reading for the audiobook, so I might be looking at that one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I'd say. Yeah. Really go better. Right, James, Paddy, we let you get away with your Monday evening. Thanks very much for joining us again on the Football Pod. Do listen back to our interview with our special guest, Kieran Malloy. We've got special guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. We've got some good stuff going. Hopefully next week we'll be celebrating on the pod. First championship medal on the pod. Sorry, hold on. If Jimmy wins on Sunday, we are not going to be recording next Monday night. No chance. No chance. Jimmy, what? Would you get back to normal probably Thursday? Thursday week? No, James, you can come live from the Monday Club in the Shire. It's depending and we're out with the Legion like, John. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Monday, Monday, five o'clock. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening. Goodbye from the football pod. Good luck, Sunday, Jimmy. Sound. Good luck.